When I stepped out into the bright sunlight from the darkness of the movie house, I had only two things in mind. Paul Newman and a ride home. That is the first sentence from the classic book, The Outsiders, written by Essie Hinton. She was only 16 when she wrote this, and it is about as good as storytelling gets. So if you haven't already guessed it, this episode of The Tap is dedicated to this damn book. Uh, my review, insights, spoilers, I'm just going to talk through it, try to relive it as best I can, and just uh, hopefully I can inspire others to go out and read this beauty. See you on the other side of this righteous intro. Oh, f- made it. F***ing made it through. The, the intro is the toughest part of this gig, you guys. This gig where I make zero dollars and zero cents. Except for the 530 show. It's the Winners Express podcast that they uh, gave me the keys to. One, uh, one episode out already. No big deal. But alas, back to my roots. Back to the Trial and Error podcast, which I love so dearly. I can drink alcohol and do all sorts of silly shit on here. Naughty. No rules, baby. Cancel culture can't get to me here. All right, so on my book, my little notebook, I put down read intro on the checklist. I'll read through this checklist. I'll give you guys a, a play-by-play. All right, first we. All right, first order of business here. First time reading it. First. Okay. All right. Uh, first things first in this book. It's an I from an I point of view, first person point of view, which I cannot remember reading one. In recent memory, because clearly nothing's coming off the top of my head. The first person view is so cool. Uh, it's just, they're telling the story. They're, you're inside their head. It's a really cool uh, creative tool to use to like put the reader in the, the protagonist's head. In this case, it's Ponyboy Curtis. This, I believe, 14-year-old uh, rough-and-tumble greaser, slick back hair, um, Leather jacket, cuffed jeans, smoking cigarettes, or a weed, as they like to say, yonder. Him and all the greasers, um, God, a rough and tumble bunch. They're always fighting with, uh, who are they called? The, uh, they're called the socials, but they shorten it to the socks. It's S-O-C in the book. So, I'm just going to call them socks. And if you don't like that, you can, I mean, maybe I'll switch it up. Socks. Who gives a shit? That's the opposition. That's the uh, privileged, rich heads on one side of the town. And then Ponyboy and all his homies, uh, the greasers, it's them and all these other greaser kids. They're in the poor side of town. They're downtrodden. They're misunderstood. But Ponyboy, he is smart as fuck. He has good grades. Uh, still, you know, budding as a human being, trying to find himself. And that's, you know, a lot of the theme in this book is just the, the teenage angst, the emotion. It, it is so good on so many levels. I'm going to try to tell this story in... Uh, some Secrecy. Secrecy? In chronological order, the best I can. Fucking Christ. Uh, but yeah, love the first person aspect of it. You really get to know and feel Pony Boy, uh, his emotions and what he goes through throughout this book. Because there's some, a lot of heavy shit. Um, get a great sense of him. Um, the way he talks. Just the ain'ts, the, the diction. It's, you're, you're reading the way people speak. So it's a, a pretty easy read. There's not a ton of big words because he's not trying to portray himself as a smart kid that he actually is he's you know ain'ts and oh i mean they're also from what i've heard uh takes place in oklahoma city so like in the south a little draw what have you there's one kid 
uh, Dally from New York. They're, they're somewhat spread out, but uh, from where they're from, but it all takes place small town, and you really get a feel for that, for how the characters interact with each other and what they say, what they care about, like what they value too. The reputation, certainly, and the pristine nature of their hair and their grease. It's perhaps one thing they can control is how they look, like regardless of how they act, because they're pretty volatile. But their hair, it could just be this one constant, this one thing that's nice, and they know it's nice, and uh, it's something wow. that's theirs that nobody else has. Perhaps that's why their hair means so much to them. Doesn't cost any. They cost some hair gel to get it done, or you know, you don't take a, a shower for a couple of weeks and just use that grease. But they use product. It's good. Good for your hair. Um, the Pony Boy is no different. Really loves his hair. The like I was talking about before, the uncertainty and the angst. You get a good sense of it. Hold on here. At the end of chapter one, there's just something that really stood out. Of just how back and forth are we in our emotions when we're teens? It kind of brings you back of just, oh, I feel this way in one second, and then the next moment you know you have a boner and you're thinking about 20 like different things. Who who knows, at 14, going through puberty and all that stuff? Um, goodness gracious. And in this case, it's Pony Boy. He has two brothers. He's the youngest. The middle brother is Soda Pop, and he's like this pretty boy. It's fancy. All the girls love him. And then his older brother, Derry who they kind of butt heads. They don't really get along. Uh, Derry's the patriarch of the family because their parents died. They're orphans. It's these three boys living together, three brothers. And they're just always at each other's throats. And Soda Pop's in the middle, always trying to play Peacemaker. But that's pretty much the the basis of Pony Boys and Derry's relationship is Derry's trying to like keep him on the straight and narrow and doesn't really allow him to be a kid, to be a teenager. He's very strict, like a helicopter parent, and just trying to keep him in line instead of letting him make mistakes. Uh, but it's Ponyboy kind of talking about his feelings about how he handles dairy. And then also you get a, a view of just how he, you know, he's a teen, he's uncertain. And that's kind of cool that that could be such a, a fallible aspect to a character is just uncertainty. And it's something we, I know myself for sure can relate with. Uh, just another mouth to feed. Derry thought I was just another mouth to feed. Somebody to holler at. Derry love me? I thought of those hard, pale eyes. Soda was wrong for once. I thought Derry doesn't love anyone or anything, except maybe Soda. I didn't hardly think of him as a human being. I don't care. I lied to myself. I don't care about him either. Soda's enough, and I'd have him until I got out of school. I don't care about Derry. But I was still lying, and I knew it. I lied to myself all the time, but I never believed me. I lie to myself, but I never believe me. Like, that is the end of chapter one, and it kind of, it's somewhat nonsensical. It's somewhat, I don't care about Derry, but I would, but I was still lying, and I knew it, because he does love him. I lie to myself all the time, maybe about Derry, about other things, but I never believe me. You don't believe yourself about lying, like you think it's your truth? Oh, it's just, when you're so angry, it's so easy to just hop on those emotions and just ride them and just pretend that they're how you really feel. Golly gee willikers. What a chapter. So it's just, there's no real antagonist at this point. It's out of the first chapter, and it just kind of sets the stage. You have the, so the soaks, you have the greasers, and they're back and forth. They rough and tumble and bumble with one another. You get to introduce you to the characters, one of which is Johnny, who 
was severely beaten by the Soaks uh, a couple weeks prior. Johnny has a horrible uh, home life. He often like sleeping out in the park or something like that. Parents suck. And he's scared because he got messed up pretty bad. Taken to the hospital, the other greasers had to find him. So he's somewhat traumatized. So he walks around with a knife, a knife for protection. And he's just scared. He's not the same kid. His pony boy kind of said. He was always kind. Johnny's a, a, a teddy bear. Not really capable of even using the knife. Dallas, on the other hand, is a wild man. He did some gang shit in New York. Now he wound up in this small town with this uh, greaser gang. And he's capable of anything. Like, he gets into fights. He looks for fights. He's been to juvie. He is just... Uh, He's a rogue, a rogue human being living his life on his terms, and it's foreshadowed that he's going to, you know, he would prefer to die young, or uh, he is going to die young. That's the foreshadowing, and that he just doesn't care. He's expecting it. He's It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you get a little sense of the characters, and as you move along, let's see here. Angst, uncertainty, rejects the soaks, are rich and privileged, those sons of bitches, fights and brawls. And like Ponyboy is super emotional. Like he sleeps with Soda Pop. He talks about how much he loves each person, and he goes into intimate detail about what each member of the gang means means to him. And it, it's cool. Like it's you just get a, a good general vibe of who they are. Uh, Ponyboy doesn't really like Dally because he's just you know, uh, da yeah Dallas because he's a crazy man. And he identifies a lot with Johnny, somewhat of the outcast, young, not to be taken seriously. Ponyboy's definitely the youngest in the crew, and Derry's the oldest. He's like, I want to say 21. But just think of a 21-year-old now. Like, I'm 30. I'm looking at a 21-year-old. They're just a kid, somewhat. I'm your huckleberry. Technically an adult, but I remember at 21, I had no, no part of my life figured out. Jesus Christ. Where's the next brew? I'm on to whiskey right now. Oh, all right, moving forward. So the book goes on, and then we go to a scene where they're at a drive-in uh, movie. Ponyboy loves movies. He definitely identifies with it. He's well-read. Uh, definitely loves him some movies, some escapism, possibly, or for his mind to be entertained in any way, shape, or form. I guess that's why we all go to movies. <laughs> any way, he meets Cherry Valentine, this cutesy little girl, a soak. Their boyfriends are out drinking somewhere else. There are these lone ladies. And there's one other girl there. I forget her name. I think it's Morgan, perhaps. But they end up being chill with the greasers. They talk, and it's um, Ponyboy, Johnny, and one other. He's kind of wisecracking. Dally comes up and starts talking to Cherry, being aggressive, like, hey, baby, da 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 da. Just total jackass. <laughs> Ladies' man, just hitting on him, just being obnoxious. Goes and gets him a Coke. I think Cherry like pours it out or pour, like pours a little on his head or pour, just pours it out. She's, I reject your offering because you're such a dick earlier. And he was getting kind of loosey goosey. And eventually he's scared, like not scared off, but he like scampers away. He's just pissed off. He's like, I can't do nothing to these, these wenches. And so the chapter goes on and you start to feel that Ponyboy and Cherry have, you know, a little, a little something. They're both in high school. There might be something there. There might be something there. The chapter goes towards the end, and it's a great night of movies, getting to know each other, getting to know Cherry, feeling this young romance, and then she says, she drops the bomb, and I identify with this so hard. She says, oh yeah, I, hopefully, maybe we won't hang out again. Like, they, they really connect. They really connect. 
and she kind of humanizes the soaks a little bit of just how they go through too just because they're like rich privileged whatever they have their own problems to deal with and so there's like and and she's a good representative of somebody who's like even culture like her mindset and just viewing people giving the greasers a chance yeah she says greasers but i mean it's just their diction and so anyways lovey-dovey we as we think as pony boy is kind of feeling and then she says maybe we won't hang out again because i think if i see uh dallas again that i'm gonna fall in love with him i was just like what the f did i just read this sucks a punch the gut it is the equivalent of like finding out this girl is super cute uh you court them you, you think it's something and then the bomb is dropped that you are indeed nowhere else but the friend zone oh my god rip your heart out it is a, the scene from dumb and dumber throbbing heart put in a doggy bag good day sir fall in love with the bad boy the dick the asshole this disrespectful hooligan and you're about to fall in love with him what's wrong with the nice guys god damn it oh moving forward so that sucks um all right cherry yeah met you met you uh reminded of the team so i guess i'm not going on the checklist i don't give a shit i'm just mumbling at this point i mean a teen mini the mini heart the mini heartbreaks the mini heartbreaks that's what i call them not the many the mini of just how many girls you think are so super cute they just get rejected boom bing bomb whammy punch to the heart and you're too late you give love bad name uh, hatred for the soaks. I yeah, you really develop a hatred for the soaks. They're driving around. They're just dickheads. Even though Cherry does vouch for them, I'm not buying it. Um, so, anyways, Pony Boy's coming home from this movie outing, and he gets into it with Jerry at the house, and he's like, "Screw this!" Because Jerry smacks him, smacks Pony Boy for yeah, kick, 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 running his mouth. So Pony Boy's off running. And he just is hustling out into the park area. He meets up with Johnny. They're chilling. They smoke cigarettes. It's getting cold out. Pony boys are sitting there shivering. The dead of night and the, none other than the Soaks Mustang comes creeping around in the park. They get out of the car. Pony boy and Johnny are chilling by this um, fountain. And then the Soaks get out and accost them. The accosting turns into an altercation. One of the Soaks takes Pony boy. Uh, who's like, you know, he trips back a little bit. He's like, I ain't, ain't no bitch. So they start getting into it. And Pony Boy gets his head stuffed into the water and he, he's about to drown. He's legit about to drown. Oh my God, the suspense builds. And then suddenly the pressure that's on the back of his neck is released. He falls back. He is just freezing cold. The water is adrenaline's pumping. And he looks to the side and he sees the guy that had his head, his hand on his head. He's laying there with a pool of blood starting to spread over his body wild then we see johnny he's got his knife out johnny gutted the bitch oh my god you love to see it you love to see it because you hate the soaks so much at this point and then johnny gets him the other soaks make a beeline for the mustang they get out of there johnny and pony boy are in some deep water good lord they're drowning in this deep water but alas there's a lifeline they go straight to fucking dally baby they go to dally they say dally they knock on the door. They, they knock on the door of this one uh, kind of douchebag. He's like a, not a rival gang. He's another greaser, but just in a different crew. And Dallion goes, hangs out with them. A little house party going on. And they meet this guy like, hey, hey, go get, go get Dally. Shortly, Dally arrives. And 
He's like, what's going on, boys? And they tell him everything. We killed this guy. Like, and I was kind of like Pony Boy. Like, you don't got a trip. I mean, just lie. Let Johnny go off and do his thing. But I guess he's in it too. He's. I was just like, this sucks because it was only in self-defense. Who knows if that... And, and the Soaks were drunk. Pissed drunk, by the by. Blacked out drunk. Who knows what could have happened. You think, oh, it's just a prank. But soon enough, you've drowned. Pony Boy, you can't have that. So you gut the son of a bitch that's drowning your friend. Face repercussions later. And so, goodness gracious, what's his name? Dally. He's just like, oh, shit, you guys, I can help you out. Don't you worry. He gives him a revolver that he usually, he's like, I usually have this on me, but it's never loaded. It's just as like a, a bluff. But funny boy's going to like, can we believe this guy? Who knows? He's a wild man. Uh, he gives him a bunch of money, not a bunch, but like 50 bucks. And the, the revolver, he says, all right, you're going to take this train. You're going to go to this town that's far away. You're going to go get into this town. You're going to look for this church. It's out in the boonies. I will meet you there when the heat dies down. He said, in the meantime, one of you guys has to go use this money, get a bunch of groceries, like survive up there till I can come and get you and like let you know what's going on. Because the cops are going to be like, they're going to be a buzzing, baby. So they hightail it out of there. Ponyboy and Johnny are now on an adventure. It is the dead of night. Nobody, they just disappear. Um, just wild. So get through that Dallas gives him a gun and some money and eventually they get to the church and it's pony boy and johnny they have it's really cool like they're out on the lamb the book doesn't go deviate to anybody else's perspective of what's going on at this time it's just pony boy and it's him and johnny connecting the like they're talking they they get a bunch of bologna for and like have sandwiches and a bunch of cigarettes and it's kind of foreshadowed uh Ponyboy's like, man, like if you let one match go, this this church can go up in flames. It's so old and rickety. Uh, later, I mean, I guess hindsight, it's on the nose, but you don't get it. It's like, all right, so be careful with your cigarettes, whatever. And Johnny also gets a copy of Gone with the Wind because he doesn't read very well and knows Ponyboy reads a f and so Ponyboy would read to him. And they, you know, they're, this, this goes on day in, day out. He's sore from... The uh, from sleeping on the stones. No, oh, also a big kind of character building moment is uh, Johnny brings back bleach, hair bleach, because they need to look different. They can't be looking like the kids that the soaks are gonna describe to the cops. So the, uh, it's a not a huge moment. There's a couple of paragraphs dedicated to what hair, what Ponyboy's hair means to him. He's like, oh man, like he put effort into that hair, and now he's got to bleach it, cut it, and bleach it. So. He sucks it up. He gets the job done. And so they're they're essentially, you know, they're on the lamp. Ponyboy ends up hating the baloney. The morale's getting lower and lower. Uh, Johnny recites a poem to Ponyboy. They get up one morning and he talks about how certain moments are like golden. It, it's, I forget, I forget the poem. Let's see. You know what? Since I have the internet available to me, why don't I read it? Poem in the outside. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. From Robert Frost, nothing and gold a happy can stay. Happy New Year. Uh, the text. The text. Nature's first green is gold. Her hardest hue to hold. Her early leaves flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf. So Eden sank to grief. So dawn goes away. Uh, so dawn uh, goes down today. Nothing gold can stay. And what a great 
in poem. They're they're on the lamb, and it's just dealing with what is golden, what means the most, what is such a, an amazing aspect of life, and things within it are their impermanence. Things that we know can't last forever. Take a, like if it's a vacation, or say a dog, pets, whatever it is. Time with somebody you don't see very often. Those moments are golden because they're not meant, they can't stay. They're never going to last forever. Otherwise, they wouldn't be so special because there's, we have it. It's knowing that we won't have it forever that we take so dearly that we can really identify with. And it's really cool. That might be even, you know, even more of an emphasis on this time Pony Boy and Johnny have together. Ha! Mm -hmm. So, time passes. And Dally eventually gets up to the cabin and says what's good. So he's like, all right, you guys, I'm going to take you down to town. And like the, the Johnny Pony Boy is starving. I'm going to take you guys back down to town, like go to the little, little deli and uh, grocery store. So they get down there and they're just eating the shit out of these uh, like steak sandwiches. Like the book describes them, like they're how hungry they are and how desperate they are. And they're just putting these sandwiches down, drinking Cokes. And uh, Dally tells him what's going on with the cops and the dead soak and all that shit. Uh, the cops aren't aware of them, whatever. And it's just a small update. And it's kind of like bleak. I'm like, how are they going to pull this out of the hat without getting caught by the cops? How, are they, how is it going to get salvaged, this, this story? This, it's going to happen to these characters that I start to care for a little bit. Uh, before anything else happens, there's a little smoke on the horizon. And the crew realizes, because uh, there, there is a... Uh, the school bus there and the kids on a field trip we hear that earlier on the book now there's a fire coming from the direction of the church the boys the characters get up there and they realize okay holy shit, these kids are in the church that is currently on fire because the teachers before were freaking out because they didn't know where a couple kids were they thought they were in line where could they be of course they're in a church that's on fire it's set ablaze so these hoodlums these greasers brave the flames and get in there they pull some cow fire shit, get inside the church save the ninos most of the ninos because pony boy he, he's pulling his dude they're coughing on the smoke their lungs are burning they're getting kids out they save all the kids however uh a beam falls from the roof and it lands on goddamn uh what's his face johnny it lands on johnny it just crushes them, but the kids are out safe, and somehow, like they're able, to, uh, they're managed to get Johnny out of there. I think Pony Boy loses consciousness, the smoke, or oh, I forget what happens. Forget what happens, but the, he ends up being hospitalized. He doesn't see Johnny. Uh, Dally's there. He, he's, I think, he's got like a broken arm. But they save the kids, and they're updated. His brothers are there, and it's Pony Boy bedside. Are the, and essentially, what happens is the news reports everything that like this kid that's like wanted for murder or these knucklehead kids are heroes they saved all these kids from the fire they're made to be heroes and they're kind of like oh we're like we're scumbags you know anybody would have done this or whatever but it just shows that you know they are the good guys there's for as, as they can be at times in society they're a nuisance but they save lives and that means something um they also reveal that Cherry Valentine is also now a mole for the uh, greasers amongst the soak ranks. She's going to give them all this intel. It's just going to be fabulous. There's a brawl coming, uh, a big one that's going to decide who's going to own the official turf, the greasers or the soak. So that's kind of the new um, plot point moving forward. They're out of the church. Uh, 
Pony Boy's not arrested. Like, they're going to have a court date later, but Johnny's f***ed up. Johnny's in critical condition, and Pony Boy uh, slowly recovers. He reads, like, they, don't, they never really finish Gone with the Wind. Um, Sherry's a spy. Eventually, uh, so Pony Boy gets better, and Dally's pissed off because his arm's bust. Like, he's not going to be able to get into the fight, the, the big brawl between multiple gangs of soaks, multiple games of greasers. And so Pony Boy gets better. He's like, all right, we can't wait to like get in this fight. Let's do it. Like it's all the gang members chilling at uh, Dairy Soda Pop and Pony Boy's house. They're chilling there, just kind of talking, shooting the shit, smoking cigarettes. And they're like, all right, let's time, let's time, let's roll out. And then all of them are just going crazy. Like they're getting pumped up. They're ready to get in this fight. They meet at uh, this vacant, vacant, I can't remember where. They meet at an un this, Undisclosed location. They meet with other gangs, and Pony Boy kind of he meets up. He talks to uh, the head soak actually in the hospital. Let's rewind for a second. Pony Boy talks to the head soak. The head soak comes to see Pony Boy in the hospital after the church fire, and he says, "Hey man, like I'm not showing up to this brawl. I'm not showing up to it. It's just I'm so over it that Bob, uh, the dude that got stabbed, he was my friend. You know, he's a good kid. He yeah, he drank, but." He was a good guy, you know, he was my friend. And for how much fervor I had in my hatred for the Soaks, this humanized him a bit to hear the humanity within this guy. He was the dude driving the freaking Mustang. And to hear this side of him, he's like, oh, it sounds like he's truly changed if he's not gonna go join the fight. So anyway, that's kind of in your head and Ponyboy develops something of an understanding and like a mutual respect for that one in particular Soak. But he's still gonna go and fight. That's it's not gonna stop anything. No, there's not gonna be this miraculous uh, ceasefire. No uh, doves flying. There is gonna be a brawl. The Soaks uh, show up in their cars, and Derry goes out front. And he's like, "Hey, freak show, little boys, what's going on? What's good? Who's gonna take on the champ? King Kong ain't got nothing on me." Uh, Derry's like an ex. Uh, he could be a, a collegiate football player, but he's working full time to support the family, and I guess. He did play a little bit of football, but had to, had to drop out. And one of his teammates, who's a soak, his previous teammate walked out, a dude equally as big. And Derry recognized him. He's like, all right, what's good, dude? Like, let's, let's get after it. Like, to start the fight, just an Achilles moment. He comes out just pumped up, ready to go. And something distracts Derry for a moment. And the soak just cracks him. And then everybody just starts jumping in. It's a big fight. Uh, Pony Boy's doing okay. There's just, it's just stuff and nonsense. And wa no weapons, no weapons. It's just an absolute ass whooping. Uh, Pony Boy sees some stuff. He gets mollywopped. He gets just crushed in the head. Like Chen, he gets, like, he's on the ground. We later find, like, he is for sure concussed. It's bad. And then Derry, uh, Dally comes out of nowhere and he hops in the fight. He's not going to stay out of this fight. He kicks some ass. And then eventually, uh, a little bit of fighting, some cool riding. And the brawl ends. Oh, making sure it's still recording. The brawl ends. It's dope. It's done. Um, they rush to the hospital afterwards. Like so, greasers win. Greasers territory. Uh, the war's over. They go see Johnny in the hospital, and they're kind of making demands. Like we're gonna see him. We're gonna see him. And, like the nurse is holding him back, and like they, I think uh, Dally like holds the doctor up uh, by his collar. He's like, we got to see him. Where's he at? And like the way it's described, the way the doctor says, he's like, all right, yeah, go, go see your boy. Go hang out with him. 
the way the doctor looked and how he sounded when he said that indicated that Johnny's done. Johnny is f***ed. He is finitoed. <laughs> Call the Reaper. We got another one for him. Johnny's time is severely limited. And uh, it's just those little things, those little emotional moments, those little heart... Uh, Heartstring pulls by the author really well done. You go in there and that's the infamous everybody knows like stay golden pony boy Stay golden. It's just be be present be you to be you to be present at all times Like that's that's golden. We can just be present and you yeah, I'm just repeating myself <laughs> And then he dies and then Johnny dies. You're like no f***ing way Johnny dies it's so many burns uh, he broke his back it was it was uh it was said by a doctor, and uh, Dally can't handle it. He's f***ing, he's, he's losing his mind. He goes off. He runs off, and then John, uh, Ponyboy's just kind of there. He's not really accepting it. He's a little numb, but anyways. Uh, he needs to recover more. He, we, he ends up back at his house because he did have a concussion. He was messed up. And then, as the story continues, Ponyboy's not really accepting it. He's not really... Oh, it's, it's later that night. Sorry. Later that night. Like, they're home. They're talking like Johnny's dead, and then uh, something happens where they go out to this lot. They hear a commotion, whatever, and Dally is running for it. This is the next chapter after Johnny dies. Dally's running for it, and he like apparently stole something. I think they get a call like, "Hey, I, I stole." Though so Dally calls him, I "Stole something. Uh, meet me up. Like meet me over here or whatever. Like he needs to get out of a jam." He's hustling and the gang arrives just in time to see the cops behind him. He pulls his fake revolver with, or not, it's a real revolver, no bullets, and the cops light him up. Dally goes down. And a happy new Dally year. goes down. It's just, your heart is taking a beating at this moment. You're just like, this is so real and it's just hard for the characters to bear. Ponyboy is in denial for a little bit of it like it's some ptsd of how this is affecting him emotionally he's starting to lose it in, in school something he always excelled at he's just he's really behind in his grades he's letting him slip that's he's being uncharacteristic he's irritable he's not himself like you get a real sense of despair within pony boy's character and you're just like like there's only so many pages. this is only 180 pages this libro 180 and to pack so much emotion and storytelling within this 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 bit of writing, with only a sliver left to read, you're a little worried. What's gonna happen? Is it gonna be a happy ending, bad ending? Like the story has been pretty, uh, it, the deep dark depths of the hero's journey. Let me tell you, and I'm gonna tell you. Moving forward, soaks. All right, so brawl happens. Yes. Pony boy goes through depression. Yes. And there, the story goes on, and eventually it gets into uh, a Pony Boy and Derry get into a fight. Not a fist fight, but they start yelling at each other again. It's the same old, same old. And eventually, Soda Pop is like, he screams at him. He's like, he's always cool, calm, and collective. He's always been the constant in the chaos of their lives. And he loses it and cusses him out, and he makes a run for it. Derry and Ponyboy, they go after him, rustle him down in the park, and they have a good heart-to-heart. -heart. He's like, yo, I'm going through stuff too. I just can't stand it when you guys are fighting. I can't stand it. He's showing, he's, he finally broke. He finally broke, and they all hug it out, and they, uh, Ponyboy and Derry agree, like, hey, we're not going to fight anymore. It doesn't mean we're always going to agree, but we're not going to be fighting anymore. This sucks. 
I can't stand it. Let's be brothers again. Let's do it. And it's just such a good, after everything they've been through, that maybe that heartbreak and everything they went through is the the sealant. It's, it's what the glue that brings these brothers together to bring the family back together for them to just have a good morale boost after so much pain and heartbreak. Um, and so that's a good reconciliation of Pony Boy. Like there was a court hearing and everything before all this, but uh, Pony Boy was acquitted. It, it was all good. Like people testified, whatever. Pony Boy, like, I think maybe some customer, not customer service, community service. Um, but he, he was good from the law. His character is exempt from it. No, no longer a problem. And, but what is still a problem are his grades. And he talks to his teacher. He's flunking out of this English class. And a, a teacher's like, all right, well, the only way to pass is like you have to do this. It's a type of essay. I forget the exact verbiage they use to describe this thing. But it's you're writing an essay. It's a topic. And Pony Boy is not exactly sure what what to do. What he's going to, he's just like, how is this going to save save my, my grade? This sucks. He's just uninspired. He's not himself. And then after everything that happened with his brothers, he thinks about it and he gives his teacher a call. It's way past bedtime. It's like 11. Teacher answers. He's like, hey, uh, is it cool if I write my essay on this subject? Forget like if I forget if he uh, specifically phrases it or like what, what he uses, uses to describe what he's writing about. But it's essentially... The greasers it's his experience and the very first uh sentence of it he he lets you know this this pony boy character he lets you know what the first uh sentence is in this report oh he lets you know would you like to know what it is i would like to read it again this whole story everything that began every emotion he went through and the one final challenge of overcoming uh, an F. He's overcoming his F in English class and he needs to write an report. And it begins, and it finally began like this. When I stepped out into the bright sunlight from the darkness of the movie house, I had only two things in my mind, Paul Newman and a ride home. That just, that's a book I could read over and over and over again. Uh, fortunately, I have other ones I need to uh, read, of course, but I know I will always be able to go back to this and feel this ride. And I hope when I read it again, uh, I get a lot of the old emotion, the nostalgia. Of course, there's not going to be the mystery of what happens and how impactful that first read is. But maybe I'll be able to get, be able to get something different from it, pull a different message, possibly. Uh, but I just, I loved it. Again, it's only 180 pages. It's only 10 books. Go to the Avid Reader in Davis or something like that. Do not go to Amazon. Oh, amazing book. The Outsiders, and I believe there are other books that S.E. Hinton, ha Hinton has written. Um, God, I feel like I'm, gonna, I'm compelled to read them all. Compelled. As you should be compelled. Now go out. Go forth after soaking in this knowledge. Go forth and read some books. Good day.